Welcome back, boxing fans. CombatTalk.fm back on the air covering our week. It's actually the week of boxing. There's a couple of fights that are happening on Friday. Next Friday is coming up. And I'm going to just talk about those real briefly. Uh, let me revisit some fights that I covered last episode. Inoue, uh, Takuma Inoue, I had talked about. He was fighting on Kahas. I figured that Inoue, a solid, I figured he was just going to get a decision win. No, he stopped on Kahas. That's a shock because on Kahas is rock solid. And Ankaz was there. He was there fighting, but it was just too much. So Inoue gets that W by stoppage. She defends his title successfully. An amazing win there. Junto Nakatani, again, I figured he would win. I didn't figure he'd look that good doing it. He looked like a freaking world beater. Absolutely got the title off of Santiago. So those wrapped up again on Friday. And then Kosei Tanaka, uh, he basically dominated Bakasegua. And I, I did call that. I didn't see that Bakasega was going to have anything for him, and he certainly didn't. So then Tanaka makes history, becomes a four-division champion. Kudos to him for that one. Let's talk about our fights that are coming up. There's one big fight that everybody's talking about. I don't know that it's an amazing fight, but I'm talking about it because there are some fans still of the guy. Uh, this is on DAZN. It's out in Orlando, Florida, here in the U.S. 12 rounds of super middleweight action. Uh, Edgar Bumbanga, a.k.a. Berlanga, I call him Bumbanga. Makes his return. He's fighting Pedro McCory. Listen, I've I'm I've been critical about Bumbanga. Teddy Atlas came out and said that Bumbanga is improving since he stopped going for knockouts. I haven't seen that because from what I can tell, he's still getting outboxed at points. He's still looking like he's a rookie in there at points. He's still not as precise as he should be. And it could simply be that it, you know, he's a late bloomer in this regard, as in. This is kind of what he should have been doing all along of just kind of building up skill and style as opposed to going for knockouts left and right. He's coming off of a five-fight win streak, his Bumbanga, all by decision, but there are arguably some in there he shouldn't have got, like Steve Rolls. I'm not critical of the fact that he's trying to do some, you know, boxing and actually show something. I'm saying that he's still got these inklings where he's getting out boxed and looking like a plotter, and that's not going to impress the fans. Meanwhile, Pedro McCrory is a rock-solid boxer in his own right. If anybody's going to expose Bumbanga, it's this guy. Pedro McCrory's coming off of a five-fight win streak stoppages inside of seven rounds, all of them. So, And he's undefeated. Let's not be mistaken here. This is not an easy fight for Bumbanga. Even though McCrory is old, and even though McCrory has not been as active as he probably should have been, and I don't want to say protectics, that's not fair. It's kind of like a Sonny Edwards situation, except that McCrory is a, he goes for stoppages. But he's stylistically a good boxer as well. If anybody's going to really expose Bombanga, it's this guy. Everybody says Bombanga knocks the guy out. I'm not seeing that. I see that McCrory's going to make him look like crap. Even if Bombanga gets a W, I think McCrory's going to make him look like crap unless McCrory doesn't show up. The only way Bombanga gets out of this with a W is if ultimately McCrory doesn't show up because I I'm I'm concerned. I think I think uh Patrick is gonna is gonna show something here that's amazing. And I think we're en route to possibly seeing that expose, the true expose. I, I like this. This fight was initially scheduled for later in the year, uh, or excuse me, earlier in the year, uh, like twenty twenty three. It got pushed back. That's why again, both have been out of the site. They've been out. Most are simply not giving McCrory any chance because of his age, I think. And so, I'm sorry, I don't see this wash knockout from Bumbanga. If he does, it's a big win because McCrory is highly rated, highly regarded for and quality. He's just a quality dude. 
highly ranked by the org. So this will definitely bump him up. I just think that McCrory is going to be the one, if anybody could, he's one that could expose and derail the hype train on that one. I'm not making a call. I'm saying anybody could, it's going to be him. Really good fight for what it is. If you get a chance to check that one out, it's late in the evening here in the U.S., so I'm not going to be able to see it. But I'll check it in after the fact because I'm intrigued to see how McCrory pulls this one out. Undercard of that same event, 12 rounds at bantamweight action. Antonio Vargas versus Jonathan Rodriguez. I like this fight a lot. Both guys, it's matched very well. Numbers are roughly equivalent. Both orthodox fighters, roughly the same height, roughly the same reach, roughly the same age. Both a single loss, both by knockout, ironically. Both boxers. It's a really good fight if you like well-matched fights, even fights. This is a really good fight for what it is. Hard to call this one. I've I've watched both guys. I'm going to lean ever so slightly towards Vargas. I think Vargas has a little bit more energy to him than Rodriguez. It feels like Rodriguez, when he took his, when he got stopped, feels like he just kind of derailed a little bit. He's, he's there, but he doesn't sustain it. He doesn't keep it up throughout. And so hopefully he's, he proves me wrong because I like both. I just feel like energy leans towards Vargas. Vargas seems like he's more, passionate about going on to being something than Rodriguez since the losses. So again, I truly hope that Rodriguez proves me wrong and we get to see a barn burner where it's just one of those, you know, fight of the year candidates because it has the, all the potential to be that same event undercard 10 rounds at lightweight action. Andy Cruz fighting Brian Zamaripa Rodriguez. I had never heard of Zamaripa. I had never heard of him. Uh, the name, Caught my, so I looked a little bit deeper. I, you know, he's a really good fighter, generally speaking, but he's got flaws, stylistic flaws. He's a southpaw, but he's got stylistic flaws. So against somebody like Cruz, I think Cruz is going to wash him. I think Cruz is going to stop him inside six. That's not dinging on Zamaripa. It's just the flaws are apparent. Speed being one of them is not in his favor. Cruz is much faster, of you know, on the strikes, I think. Uh, defense leans towards Zamaripa, but Cruz seems like he's just, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to hit him. <laughs> if, if You know, if I had to measure it. Now, Zamaripa has way more experience, rounds. And the one thing, Cruz is, he's only been in the business with Cruz. His, his, his record is kind of weird because he only has the two fights on record that we can see. But he's, uh, they say he's been in the game since 2011, and I don't think that's true. I think he got in 2020. He had to have gotten in sometime recent because there's no way he has only two fights after this period of time. But if he does, then you got to start asking questions about what the, what the hell is going on. Let's say for just sake of argument that he debuted recently did Cruz. I think Zamaripa has an opportunity to exploit that to as far as, you know, bright lights and too new to it. But my gut tells me that Cruz is going to watch the guy because I think the record might be misstated and he actually has been in the game a lot longer than what the numbers say. Because on the books... Zamaripa should run right through him. I just don't see it from stylistic match. Cruz feels like a more stylistically brilliant fighter is where I'm going. Same event undercard, 10 rounds at flyweight action. Uh, Yankil Figueroa fighting Andy Velasquez. Really, really good fight. Both undefeated guys, both young guys. Uh, matched really well on the books. Uh, Figueroa's a little bit newer. He just got in the business like two years ago. And Velasquez has been in, in for a while. Obviously, Velasquez is a rock-solid fighter in his own right. They're both boxers. Uh, I, I would lean Velasquez as a boxer-puncher, you know, kind of like a Marquez. So, But it's a really good fight for what it is. I'm leaning Velasquez. I think that Figueroa 
he's somewhat new to this level. I don't think that he's been matched enough to where he can hang at this level. Hopefully he proves me wrong, but from what I saw, I think Velasquez is just more solid than what Figueroa is going to bring. And we'll have to see which guy is able to pull it out mentally because, again, they're stylistically good. I just think that Velasquez is just that much better is my call on that one. Same event under card, 12 rounds at welterweight action. Uh, we got Shakram, sorry, Jasov versus Pablo Cesar Cano. Cano is a legend of the business by this point. He's been he's been around. He's been with some of the best to possibly do it. And then Jasov is on the up and rise. Jasov debuted, I think, like six years ago or something. And, you know, it's actually a well-matched fight despite that. Obviously, the numbers are off, you know, because Cano's going to have way more fights in the books. But other than that, it's a well-matched fight for what it is, I think. Uh, experience leans towards Kano, but I don't think Kano's going to have anything for Jossov. I think Jossov is just too strong. Uh, he's a boxer puncher. He's just too strong, in my opinion, for Kano. Kano's got power, but he's not been able to, His defense has waned. He's he's not as defensively brilliant as he used to be way back when he was, when he was getting his Ws. So he is coming off of a stoppage win, and he clearly still has the power, does Kano. I just think that Jossov is a different level of fighter I suspect that he's going to clip Kano with something and get a ref stoppage sometime late is my gut talking. If not, then I think Jocelyn gets a W by decision, like just completely outboxes him. Then we got one fight happening out in the UK at the Telford Center in Telford. This is on DAZN in the US. And what is the heck is this? Freeview in the UK. I've never heard of Freeview, but Freeview in the UK. 12 rounds at super welterweight action. Uh, Abbas Barrao. I had never heard of him versus Sam Eggington, and I clearly know him. He's on our um, Masterpiece uh, series where we did those Warriors. And Eggington, were a real big fan of his, just an absolute warrior in the ring, just leaves it all in there. And maybe this is a build back for Burrell based on the losses he recently took. He took two losses back to back. Here's the thing. The interesting thing on Burrell, I think one of his losses got overturned, is my, my gut speaking, because... I see in one area he has two losses and another place says he has one loss, but I clearly see that there was two at some point, one by decision. It may have been overturned to a no contest, but I don't see the no contest on record. So it seems like his, he's been regional for so long. His record's kind of up in the air. We don't really know what the heck's going on with him. So I couldn't get a pulse on how much game he is in this one. Meanwhile, Eggington has been out for a long time. He had a long layoff and that's been concerning people of whether he's going to be able to come back and fight at this level, because if you can say anything about Barrao, he certainly has the power. He's a boxer puncher, so he certainly has power if nothing else. We just don't know if he has the skill to deal with somebody like an Eggington, who's just a damn warrior in there. Durr was all hell. He's gone to out extensive lengths to just stay in the game. People suspect that Barrao's going to deal with Eggington because of the, you know, the time out of the ring. It's absolutely possible, but from what I saw of Barrao, I'm not impressed. I didn't see that Barrao's going to have anything for him, but most online are gunning for Barrao to get this W. So I'll I'll definitely kind of keep my ears open about this one. This one's taking place on the 1st of March. That's going to be this coming up Friday. If you want to check it out, like I said, in the U.S., it's the zone, this uh, free view in the U.K., uh, Burrell versus Eggington, if, no, if for no other reason than to support Eggington, because he deserves everybody's support. That's what we got on deck here for boxing. And then I'll just briefly mention this whole business with Ben Armstrong that you may not even know anything about. So there's this influencer fight club garbage, and it's a, it's aligned with this karate combat. And 
they get all these influencers online who are basically people who are paid to promote something and they get them in a ring to fight. So it's either some sort of, you know, kickboxing or MMA or straight boxing match against people who are not real athletes. Some of them are athletes like, you know, KSI or, you know, Logan Paul or something, but some of them are just random people doing whatever. So Ben Armstrong is on the crypto side and he had, had a lot of controversy recently because of a bunch of nonsense around crypto specifically. And then he climbed in the ring against a guy called More Light, which I'd never heard of, who's apparently all about Bitcoin. And the odds were leaned way against Ben Armstrong because Ben Armstrong is out of shape. He's grossly out of shape. I, I would call him obese at points. Out of shape. He put footage saying he, he looked sloppy. He was falling over, you know. And I, I watched segments of the fight and More Light, he was impressive in some of the strategy, you know, blocking with, with your glove, blocking a punch with blocking eyes with your glove and then coming over the top. Very good shots. Uh, it seemed like just when Ben got frustrated, he just went all out and that was too much for this more light dude and then he got overwhelmed and it was a decision for Ben that I, as I saw it, I didn't see a decision for Ben. It was almost uh, comical to see this. So the reason I bring this up is if you're interested in that kind of, you know, sideshow circus type fights, Influencer Fight Club is something you might want to check out. They do that on a regular basis, and it's part of some MMA stuff that they do uh, to where you can kind of see what not to do in the game of boxing. Obviously, none of these people should ever step foot in the ring with real boxers, but but it also gives you a newfound respect for guys like a Logan Paul and Jake, right? Because And KSI even. I'll even give KSI. KSI sucks, but he's he is light years beyond what I saw the other day. You know, there's levels. And so some of these guys take it serious and they go and they can make a living doing it off their name and their brand. And then they, they're serious about it. They train and they work to get there. Whereas when you compare them, these ones that get criticism on the business to these other influencers, you got to give these guys their flowers, as the kids like to say. Again, the Jakes and the Logans and the KSIs of the world for their level of skill is bar none above some of these other ones. So that means they're taking it more serious than some of these other ones. So I just want to give a shout out to some of the other true uh, crossover ones that went from influencer into boxing, whether they're still influencers or not, but that took it serious, tried to refine the craft, you know, actually improved as fighters because KSI did improve. It's not like he's the same crap he was when he first bought Logan not even close. He's significantly improved since then. So he clearly takes it serious. I'm just saying he's still crap in when I compare him against somebody else that's a pro, but he's light years ahead of what I saw the other day. And so I'm giving shout outs. It may not sound like it, but I'm giving shout outs for them taking it serious and seeing that there are opportunities for some of these young guys to make a living doing it. Obviously they had to have the brand coming in there to get the shot in the first place.